Hey friends, you know that the Azure portal is your single pane of glass for working with hundreds of Azure services. You can build, manage, monitor everything from simple web apps to complex cloud deployments. Leon Malicki is back to show me how I can use it and get the most out of Azure today on Azure Friday. Hey friends, I'm Scott Hansman. It's Azure Friday. I'm here with Leon Wilicki to learn how I can make the most out of one of my most favorite things, the Azure portal. How are you, sir? Very good. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream, making stuff in the cloud, elastically scaling. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you very much for having me today, Scott. It's been a while since we last talked and I was super excited to meet you today and to show you some of the things that we are doing to make that, making things in the cloud easier. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. The Azure portal, uh, you know, the, the different paradigms, the UI, the blades, uh, many years ago, people were still getting used to it, but I'm telling you, I'm in it all the time. Uh, it's always being updated every week. There's some new trick or some new thing or a new hotkey or the cloud shell or the closable, uh, blades on the left. Just, uh, I'm really enjoying it. So you're, you and the team are doing a great job. Thank you very much. That's great to hear. And today, what I want to show you is like, you know, as you said, like the Azure portal is huge. There's a lot of services and there's a lot to learn when you use it. But one of the good news about it is that there are a few patterns that if you learn, if you learn a few tricks, you can get by with almost all the services. So mm. that's what we want, I wanted to cover today. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I'm going to share my screen. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and share my screen. And I'm going to show you, we're going to start from the very beginning, from the Azure homepage, and then we are going to build from there. So there, our journey is going to have like the Azure homepage, then finding your resources, then creating a resource and then using a resource. All right. See a few tricks in each one of those. So can you see my screen now? Yep. Nope. Perfect. Yep. I am. Yep. Uh, if you could, yeah, there you go. Awesome. So. As you can see, this is the Azure homepage. The main idea of the Azure, the Azure homepage is to bring the things that are important to you front and center. And I'm not going to kind of like go in much depth here, but a few things that are worth noting. The first one here, you see a bunch of services here at the top. In the past, it used to be static list, but somewhat recently we changed to a list that changes as you use the portal. So the more you use it, it gets adapted to the things that you use. It, uses your, it shows you're recently used. So the things that are important to you are front and center. Same thing with your recent resources. Every time that you use something in Azure, we put it front and center so you can get easily back to that. And then access to a few things that are important in Azure, like getting to your list of subscriptions, resource groups, et cetera, et cetera. One important thing that I wanted to show you, one trick that I'm not sure that many folks know is we added some service cards, which are very similar. You know, when you see a contact in Outlook that uh, you can get to see more details about that person. We have some cards that do the same for services. So for example, in a VM, if you leave the mouse two seconds, we use the same thresholds than Outlook does. You will see like a, a card that will let you do some quick actions, like create a new one or view the list, show you like your top recent resources, the last, sorry, the last three recently used resources, and then Microsoft Learn curated content and some links to learn more. And when we have free offerings, access to those free offerings. So you can learn more and you take advantage of that. And that's a thing that we have for almost all services. The ones that don't have it, very soon will. So we are working to make sure that we have coverage across the board. So to start our journey, this is homepage. It's kind of like the, the starting journey for most of our customers. Another thing that is super common is navigating through your resources. 
So let's say that what you want to use or what you want to see is not in these reasons that you see here. We have a list that is called the all resources list, which basically give you access to everything that you own in Azure, everything in a single page, in a single list. When I say everything, I say everything across all your subscriptions, all your resource groups, all your, all your locations and all your resource types, all in a single screen. And with this, this list, of course, one of the things that we change also, we try to make sure that even though if you have like a very large installation, this list is optimized for performance, but also you can create complex filters where basically what you can do is add filters by any of the fields that are available for those resources and be able to tweak what you see in the list. And one thing that is super cool that we've been asked a lot by customers is some people want to download the list and then perform any tasks offline, like for example, auditing or whatever that is. After you tweak the filters, in the way that you see fit, you can export the result to CSV. So then you can take it to whatever tool that you have of choice or to whatever you want with that data. Now, in the old services view, as we mentioned, we have hundreds of products. So the columns that you see here are some basic columns, the common denominator across all the services. Another views we have also, in addition to this all resources viewer, you can see resources from every type, as I said, across subscriptions, locations, regions, etc. We have views that are more focused on individual resource types. Let me show you an example. We're going to go to the virtual machines list. And in this case, I have a similar list with all the same features than before and a few more, which we'll talk in a second, but that is more focused on VM. So you can see that I have the same columns than before, but I also have some other columns that pertain to VMs. I can see the status, I can see the operating system in this case, the size and whatnot. As I mentioned, you can create complex filters. These fields you can interact with and you can, as you click, you can tweak the filters that are provided out of the box, but also you can add your own. For example, I could add a filter, for example, by any of the fields or any of the tags that I have in my resources. In this case, I'm going to add a field by status. Then search on the field, status, every status. So right now, this list not only shows me all the VMs, but I can decide if I want to see the ones that are running, stopped, or whatnot. At this point, we're seeing everything. Again, you can export this to CSV, same thing than before. Another pretty cool thing is VMs have lots of information, right? And here you're seeing only a few columns. But we know that different people work differently and care about different things. So in the case that you're not seeing what you want here, what you can do is you can edit the columns and you can pick other columns that you can show in this view. For example, like another column, and we can pick, I'll pick whichever, I'll pick like the this one. And I could update the view and get the things that I care about, front and center. Even if this would be super important for me, another thing that I could do is I could bring it closer to the VM name. So it's it's more to the left in the list. And once I get a list that I care about and a view that it's important to me, the other thing that I can do is I can save those views so I can come back to that quickly. So for example, if I save this view as Azure Friday view, oh, there's a typo here, sorry about that. You will see that in my views, I have Azure Friday or the default. So I can switch just with one click between these and this other view. And as you can see, the filters are preserved and everything that I did in this view gets preserved. So I can get very quickly back to that view that was important to me. And more importantly, also I can share that view with others. So I could share it with you, Scott, and you could see the same thing that I see. Wow. 
One, uh, of course, export to CSV that um, we mentioned works with this as well and whatnot. As you can see, all these items have checkboxes, which means that I can select them and I can perform actions on them, like starting and stopping multiple VMs, deleting, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to show you one thing that many customers don't know about because it's relatively new and it's pretty cool. So you see, we have this view of VMs and list is one way in which you can visualize and reason about your resources. But let's say that I want to see which one of my VMs are running across these five subscriptions. This is one way of looking at that data, that information. Another way we have what we call summary views, which basically the first one that we offer is one that is summarized by location. So what you will get to see, I'm having some network issues on my side, sorry about that, but what you will get to see is how your resources are placed in the world in a map. And this view, of course, works with the filter. So right now we are seeing what is running, but I could see, for example, what is stopped. And this view is going to show me all the VMs that are stopped in different locations of the world. At any point, of course, I can click any one of these and it will tell me exactly what the VMs are. And I can then navigate to that VM as well, but I'm not only limited to that. I have other ways of looking at this data like bar charts, donuts, even a simple list. But the main idea is that you have all this data about your Azure state, if you will, and you have multiple ways in which you can navigate and summarize that data. For VMs in particular, and I can summarize by the default columns that we have for every resource, like location, resource group, subscription, but I also can summarize by every one of the columns that are available for a VM. For example, I could summarize by status. If I remove the filter, you will see that I have this many VMs running, this many stopped, but this is not the best way to see that. So in this case, I could decide that I want a donut and I can see that 66% of my VMs are running, but 34% obviously are not. So this is a summary view. At any point, you can go back to the list and it's another of the tools that you have to understand better your set of Azure resources. The, the, I just want to oh, say yeah. that the, the map view like blew me away. I'm just kind of like absorbing this. The particularly when you brought up the map and you and you put all of that stuff there, it's like any kind of object is shared. Like we know that Azure's they're all resources. They all have locations. So the shared things can have these shared views. But then you also pointed out that there are unique things. There are unique things about VMs. There are unique things about app services. And those columns need to be able to be custom and also expressed in different ways as well. It's incredibly flexible. The idea, I thank you very much, Scott. The, the idea is that we acknowledge that everyone works differently and cares about different things. So we want to make sure that we empower everyone to use Azure in the way that is most effective to them. Yeah, that's amazing. Please continue. Oh, no, please, please. And, and the other thing that is pretty cool, this, this you will like, this is super cool, actually. Check this out. We talk about like the views, the CSV, but this open query, basically all of these things basically are powered by Azure Resource Graph. So behind the scenes to build this map, to build this chart, or to build this view, we issue a query, right, to Azure Resource Graph. So at any point in any one of these resource browsing experience, you can click Open Query, and we will take you to the Azure Resource Graph Explorer, where you can see the exact query that we have, and you can tweak it, and you can adjust it to whatever you need. Or you can save it, you can do whatever you want with it. Actually, you can run it, and you can create additional views. So basically, the idea is to give you full flexibility over how to manage your Azure resources.
See, and then the other thing that I love about the portal is even right there in the middle of editing that query, which you didn't have to give us that query. You could have just hidden it behind a button, but then you give us the query. There's no hidden anything. There's a pin to dashboard because there's pins everywhere. Because if you like something, you can pin it so you don't lose it. Absolutely. And that's a great observation. And that's a good segue to this thing, the Azure Resource Graph Explorer, because the idea is that, as I mentioned, most of our experiences are powered behind the scenes by Azure Resource Graph. And one of the things that we have in the portal is an Azure Resource Graph Explorer, where basically what you can let me, well, I, I will use this one. But let me show folks how can they find it. So you have the open query, but you don't have to do the open query and get a complex query. If you search Azure Resource Graph Explorer, uh, I cannot type for whatever reason. If you say Resource Graph Explorer, you will get to the Explorer and basically, you can write any query of your choice. One thing that I want to show you, since you talked to Pina, I have a few queries. I'm kind of cheating. I have them on a, <laughs> on a notepad. I'm going to copy it here. And this is a query that shows me all my VMs per OS type. When I run the query, I get the results. But also, the same way than before, I can see those results as a list or as charts. And as you mentioned, Scott, very importantly, you can pin any one of these queries once you tweak it enough to your dashboard. So one of the things that the Azure portal lets you do is you can create custom dashboards as many as you want. Some dashboards that are only for your consumption, some dashboards that are to share with others or to show in a world. And you can pin almost everything that you see. One thing that makes this way more powerful also is that you can go to Azure Resource Graph Explorer, create any query that you want, Tweak the data in any shape that you'd like, and then you can pin that to the dashboard. Love it. Let me show you one cool, since we are at that. I'm going to go to the dashboard, so let me show, I'll do it slower in case that folks could not see it. There's a dashboard link here. And this one is a dashboard that, I, that we created. I mean, I hit throttling things, so let me refresh it. But basically, that is based on several queries in Azure Resource Graph Explorer. So in this case, I pinned several queries. And uh, this, what gives me is a view of my Azure inventory, honoring the global subscription filter, which means if I set the portal to work, in this case, with five of my subscriptions, this dashboard is going to be adjusted to those subscriptions and show me all the resource uh, types and states and things like that across those subscriptions. And one of the cool things about this is when I click on any one of these tiles, it takes me to Azure Resource Graph Explorer, where I can tweak it and play further with it and then save it back to the dashboard. One thing that I didn't mention, another thing that is pretty cool, in case that Azure Schema is very broad and very big, we have schema helpers here. So basically, you can navigate all the data that is available to you, and you can see, for example, the Azure resources, the different uh, resource types, and have some help in what is available to you when you write those queries. So. To wrap up this, uh, this part that is finding resources, one important thing to mention is this browse experience that I show you like for all resources and for uh, VMs is pretty widespread <clears throat> sorry, across the portal. So about 80% or more of all the resources have that experience. And right now what we are doing <clears throat> is we are striving to get 100% of the resources in the short term to have the same set of capabilities. So if you learn how to do if you learn how to manage this all services view and export to CSV, open query and manage views, check this out. This is all resources. This is VMs. 
Kubernetes, SQL, Storage, Resource Groups, Application Insights, App Services, and I could go on and on and on. But what I was trying to show is that if you learn how to interact with this list once, you can use it across all the Azure services. Love it, love it. I also want to point out that the, the the front end part of the Azure portal has gotten faster and faster and faster. It's one of the it's one of those applications that is uh, you know it almost feels like native speed. The stuff that it does, the complexity of it, uh, the sophistication of it. Uh, I've actually gone and made it a, web, a, a, a progressive web app, and I've pinned the Azure portal uh, as an app within the new edge to my desktop. So I have a one click, and I go straight to the portal. Well, that's that's awesome to hear, Scott. And, and one thing to mention, I'm really glad that you mentioned the performance thing because that's an area that we put a lot of effort on. And this is one where you never can put the foot off the gas. It's one area that you need to constantly be looking at, and it's never enough. We made really good progress, but we will continue making really good progress because we understand that performance is never ideal. I mean, always has to be better. Absolutely. And faster. So now that we learn how to navigate your resources. Another good one that we could see is how to create one resource. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to back to my other browser that I had here and show you how to create. Let's take a look at the creation screen. Let's do the same. Let's follow the same approach. Let's see at the general kind of like um, main UI elements in the page and then use it and see how it spreads across the portal. So. One of the ways in which you can create resources is you can go to any one of the lists that I was showing you before. And what you will see in each one of those lists is a add button. See everywhere. The first one is an add, which will allow you to add a resource of that type. Or you can start from the home page and click this plus new create a resource. Additionally, also you can hover on any one of these resources, get the card. And this also will give you an access to the a quick access to the create. So what we are trying to make sure is that no matter where you are, we make it very easy to access the experience for adding a new instance of a resource. So in this case, I'm going to show this one just to show another path. We're going to create a Linux VM. Few things to notice before we get into the actual creation. You will notice that we have these tabs. The first one is called basics. The idea is that Basics is the basic information that you need to create the resource. So if you complete this tab successfully, you can click Review and Create and be done. That's all you need to do. The rest of the tabs are available with more specific uh, settings in case that you want to have like a more control over what the resource that you are creating. The tab before last is always tags, so you can add a a metadata tags to your resource in case that you want to use it for any form of classification that you want to use in your organization. Mm -hmm. And at the end, review what you're going to create and proceed with the creation. So we want to make sure that before you go and just create that resource, you have an opportunity to check that you are getting what you want. Once you get to the basic tab, the first thing to notice is that you will see an explanation of the resource with a link to learn more. We are trying to make sure that we said what are the expectations and where you can learn more. And then the first section is always project details, which means where are you going to put this in Azure? What subscription and what resource group this resource is going to be in? The next section is always the instance details where you provide a name for the resource, a region, and then some settings that are resource specific. 
And that's what you can expect across the board in every resource type. What I'm going to do is I'm going to show you briefly how this pattern replicates across different areas. For example, in this case, we have a VM. That is what we were looking at. Oh, no, sorry, my bad. It's not the one, very sorry for that. Here, sorry. You, I have the, the screen to create a VM. Here I have the one to create a storage account. Same thing, basics, tax review and create, explanation, project details, instance details, name, location, Kubernetes service, same thing, web app, same thing. And the list goes on and on. I try to fill up the browser with different tabs to show kind of how common these patterns are. But the main idea is that if you learn these, inter these key interaction concepts, you can apply them across the board. So let's go ahead and create a Linux VM. And this is a very interesting one. You can create in Azure Linux VM with SSH authentication and SSH keys by just providing a VM name. So if we call this one Azure Friday, for example, and I say review and create, all I need to do is give it a name, sorry. Go to review and create, and that's it. What's going to happen now is that the data that I provided is being validated by the server, by the backend, sorry. Then when I hit create, it's going, since I selected SSH keys and to create a new pair, it's going to ask me to download the SSH keys and I'm done. All I needed to do to create a Linux VM with a new pair of SSH keys is provide a VM name, three clicks, and it's going. That's great. And I love that it, I love that it prompted you and actually forced you to download that key, that key pair to download that PEM file is super important when you create a Linux yes. VM. And, 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 and one important thing, Scott, these patterns that we saw, all these kind of interactions and all that, it's important to remember that once you learn how to do that uh, subscription, resource group, uh, name, that applies across all Azure. So if you learn this, you created this VM, but with this, uh, with this knowledge, now you can create an app service, a storage account, whatever that is. Very cool. And I'm glad that you mentioned the, the keys. We want to make sure that before you create, you download them because you cannot get them later. And interestingly, we don't we not only create the VM in this case, but we create a key that then you can go and manage in the Azure portal as well. Yep, exactly. You can use. So after the VM is created, I'm not going to wait for the VM to be provisioned, but basically another important thing to see, and this is quite new, is once you provision a new VM, the VM shows up in your recent resources. So you can get to that VM quickly. And also it shows a notification here as well. So I, you see, I navigated out of the task, but I was let know that the VM was created without me having to navigate to kind of the, the, the in-progress screen. So this is the new VM that we created. And now we move to the next topic that is managing a resource. And in this case, the same consistency, the same consistency ideas that we were discussing for browsing through your resources, where there are a set of patterns that repeat consistently across the board. Creating a resource where there are a set of patterns that repeat consistently across the board apply here to manage a resource as well. So in this case, we have the VM screen. We land in the overview page. The first five items that you see on every overview page are the same. You get access to the activity log, a access control to provide permissions to this resource, 
tagging and tools to diagnose and solve problems, travel, troubleshooting tools, basically. But what we're going to look at is what's going on here, that there's few new things that we are piloting with VMs and other resources, and we are going to roll out across the platform. When you land in the VM, the first thing that you see is you have a set of commands here. That's pretty common in, in common in Azure, sorry. The commands that you can use to interact with that VM. Then essential information, where at the left, you see more Azure-specific information, at the right, more resource-specific info. And then one thing that we added is like a full, uh, so full details about this VM that you're looking at. So if you want to get a good assess, a good understanding of that resource that you're managing, you don't need to navigate much. You get it front and center. And this view also helps you navigate the different aspects, the different things that you can configure that are also present in this left navigation bar. So the idea is to give you the convenience of being able to understand quickly what you're seeing, but also being able to change anything that you want and have it front and center. Additionally, and one thing that probably uh, is not right now in production, but will be very soon in the next couple of weeks, you see this JSON view that is here. So with the portal, what we give is the ability to use a graphical user interface, but all of this is coming again from Azure Resource Manager. So the JSON view gives you, in addition to this UI view, like a full view of the object that we got when we queried Azure Resource Manager and that we are rendering in this screen. And this is super useful for debugging and for troubleshooting, or even if you're going to write some code or write scripts, again, this resource, it gives you like uh, good visibility into the actual uh, VM in ARM. That's another really important reminder. Whenever I explain to people the portal, I try to remind them that it's it's, 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 I'm oversimplifying it, but it's a client server application in the sense that the portal sits on top of ARM and all these APIs and you, you as a developer have access to all of that. The portal's not doing anything that you couldn't do either. So it's so nice that you can actually take the portal and kind of flip it over and then look, this is the JSON that represents that. It, it just shows you that they're just as with the, the way that you showed us a view and then the query behind it. And now you're showing us a declaration of data and the JSON behind it. Nothing is hidden from you in Azure or the Azure portal. That, that's the main idea. And we are using all the public uh, APIs and everything that is public. We are not using any special tricks or backdoors only for us. So that, that is a very big principle that we have as we build the portal. And I'm glad that, that you mentioned that because we are trying to make sure that it's, we, we, uh, we try to have transparency as one of our main principles and make sure that we make it, uh, we provide the benefits of that transparency to anyone using the tool. Well, as we come up on what is now our epic, almost 30-minute long episode of Azure Friday, uh, I think that there was uh, something about mobile that you wanted to share with me because we had a great show on mobile recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we added and uh, is we are piloting this with VMs and with a few other resources. But as you know, we have a mobile app that is pretty cool. It has really good App Store ratings, mm -hmm. 4.8, and counting and growing. And uh, basically, I mean, we know that the customers that use it are super happy. So we wanted to figure out how can we connect better the portal and the mobile app. We have many ways of connecting, but we added this one that I hope you like. So you see here, I'm in the looking at the VM, and I can do all kinds of things with the VM, start, stop, manage, set up. But let's say that I want to manage that VM. I want to share it with you, Scott, or we are in the middle of an incident investigation or whatever that is. And I want to make sure that you have access to it. So I can click open in mobile. And this shows me a QR code, oh. which I can scan with my phone. 
I'm scanning it. You cannot see it because it's in the other screen, but I'm scanning it. I can log in with Face ID in the app. It shows the VM here. And then I can share it with you, for example. I see Scott here, so click it. And I can share it with any any way that I can share mobile. In this case, I'm going to send you a WhatsApp because I know that you look at that. Okay. So let me send you a WhatsApp. Check this out. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm going to click on that. Hey, and now in the Azure application right here on my iPhone. That's fantastic. And you know, this is cool also, not only for this scenario of sharing, but also let's say that I have an issue with this VM and I want to be on top of this VM, check the metrics or whatever that is, but I cannot be in front of my computer. I can scan it, take it with me to wherever I go and be informed and in control of my Azure VM. That's so cool. That's so cool. I love the Azure, the mobile app. I use it all the time. Unfortunately, I use it sometimes to reboot my uh, my own website because I'm not a very good programmer. But uh, I love seeing all the latest alerts and then the charts and graphs, being able to see the insights inside of my application are absolutely amazing. And I've got all my recent resources just ready to go. Yes. Fantastic. Well, this has been a really good tour. I know we could probably go for another half an hour, but there's so much stuff that's inside the Azure portal. What I'm hearing you say is that we should encourage people to explore. If they looked at the Azure portal a year ago, it's not the same. There's so much new stuff to find. Absolutely. And as they explore, there are a few key interaction patterns to keep in mind to make that exploration easier. Mm -hmm. So if we recap what we saw, basically, when you navigate through your resources, all that we saw holds true across almost the entire platform. In the cases that it's not like that, know that we are going to make it look like that. So it's it's a safe bet to learn that pattern. When you create a resource, same thing. If you provide like a resource group, a resource name, name, I'm, I'm not going to repeat it all again because we are way past time. But basically, if you apply that pattern, you can create any resource across Azure and same goes for management. So with a few tips and tricks, you can manage hundreds of resources. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Scott. All right. I am learning all about the tips and tricks that make the Azure portal as awesome as we all know that it is uh, today on Azure Friday. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Azure Friday. Now I need you to like it, comment on it, tell your friends, retweet it, watch more Azure Friday.